yep. 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 All right. Donnie and the Machine, episode number 18. This is Donnie Colabizzi coming at you and my producer on the side over here, the Machine. What's up? The Machine. What's going on, Donnie? Nothing much, man. I'm just excited to get this one going. we got a very, very special guest in the house for episode 18. Who we got? This is Giuseppe Morisco. Yeah. You may know him from uh, MasterChef, season 2, 2012, I believe. Giuseppe and I go way back. Um, our dads were best friends. They started some business together growing up, and you guys were in my lives from the time I was like eight or nine years old. And uh, I'm glad you're here, Giuseppe, man. Thanks for coming. Thank you, man. Um, so mm. let's just get rolling with this, man. Let's, you know, I, I called you up. You know, we were talking before the podcast started, and I was saying, like, you know, the reason why I got you guys here or got you here is because you were in my life from a young age. And, you know, when you grow up around certain people, your dad, my dad, seeing you, you take craziness of that <laughs> the craziness of all that right you take like but you take little bits of personality and culture and you know you learn about yourself and who you are so like you guys you know essentially were in my life growing up and played a big role you know what i'm saying yeah so um you're from italy you came over from italy in the united states when you were younger what 20 well, years old 24 i was 24 24 years old yeah. so let's let's take it back from the very beginning i remember like the, one of the biggest impacts that you had on me is that you were a soccer player yeah. And we didn't cover this even no. <laughs> before the podcast started. Uh, so you played professional soccer in Serie C, I believe? No. Yeah, there was Serie C, but I played for um, I played Coppa Italia for uh, Juventus against oh. Alessandria. Yeah, that was one of the big highlights of my life. In Serie yeah. A? No, it, it was, oh, Juventus Italia. was in Serie A. There was Coppa Italia. Yeah. And then you played against what team? And I remember the day when uh, I was in the bench. It was the last 20 minutes, and Roberto Baggio was... Yeah, that. I remember. So there like, was Schilacci, you know, back then yeah. for the World Cup. Yeah, from '82. Yeah. And the coach, uh, me says, "Okay, Morisco, get up and uh, <laughs> start and start work out. You know, like a little Warming bit warm up. up." Yeah. And then uh, what he did, he took out uh, Baggio. I remember you know, Baggio coming out. I so. remember the picture with you guys. Yeah, I remember just, seeing I that. I still have that. That's that's, that's amazing. So yeah. hold on, keep keep going with that. So then what happened? Yeah, that was a big dream of my life. I was I was a Juventus fan since I was a little kid, but three years old. Yeah, <laughs> I used to have a little jersey. Yeah, you know, like with the Juventus thing. Yeah, and too, like you know, growing up when I was eight, nine years old, getting exposed to soccer, Juventus, Inter were like the top two teams. Always, uh, always Napoli was Napoli, Maradona, Ma me. Milan too, you know. Uh, so I remember watching these teams, and I, I remember like, okay, what team am I gonna root for? Like right away, you're starting to like pick a side. What team do you like? <laughs> Which you know? side are you? Eh? With, well, now I've grown to just I really I don't have like a strong passion for anything anymore. You know what I've been really following lately is uh, Fabio Grosso, the coach of Body. Oh yeah, well, you know good. I like that. I like that because the story of Grosso's nice. Uh, you know I remember watching him growing up, and then he is the coach of Body, uh, the town where my family's from, Giuseppe, where you're you were born. Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, playing in Coppa Italia and seeing, so I picked Juventus when I was a kid, right? Yeah, I was that's one, good. That's good. You, I don't want to buy from me right, in this right, house, man. Right. So yeah, you're always big Juventus. I was always fan. big Juventus yeah. because I listen. My dad is not a Juventus fan. I just grew up watching, you know, Zidane and Del Piero and that magical style of soccer, right? And uh, they were winning like crazy, and I was just, you know, Forza Juve, Forza because I didn't know any better. I just picked the team that was winning, right? <laughs> and you know. I remember having the conversations with my dad and, and Nino and you, Giuseppe, and I saw the picture of you with Baggio in the Juventus jersey, and I remember watch, or seeing pictures of you, like, practicing or whatever. Um, and, you know, I thought to myself growing up, like, he, he did it. 
why can't I like aspire to do the same thing? You know, and well, I was playing. Everybody can do it, you know, if you have a dream. <laughs> but you know, it came out like something that um, when you're a little kid in Italy, it's all you think about is playing soccer. In America, over here, you got so much variety. You can play football baseball right. basketball sometimes kids play two three different sports yeah. they don't even know they get confused in the mm -hmm. end yeah in italy there's only one thing <laughs> soccer and uh, <laughs> over the, uh, the rest of the world too like every best athlete in every other country is playing soccer here yep. man yeah. i mean that's probably why a lot of times the united states can't do much anymore even though both italy and united states are not in the world cup it's gonna yeah. be rough no let's summer. not talk yeah, about that man i want to cut my vein that's crazy about. yeah it's, it's horrifying man. oh my Terrible. god the group the group stages uh the classifications just came out yesterday and i was reading them and all the games are going to be really early in the morning i think they're going to be at like 6 a.m 9 a.m and 11 a.m because it's playing in russia and i was looking at all the groups and i was like we're not going to get an italy game we're not going to get a usa game i just i guess we just got to hope for really good soccer if you're going to wake up and watch this stuff yeah. and pay yeah. attention no it's terrible man like really it's in italy is a big big dilemma right now. yeah it's crazy everybody's I talking bet. about mm. after it's after 60 years italy didn't qualify for the world cup unbelievable That's it's insane. really sad man especially like growing up and and having them be such a powerhouse especially from you know 1982 they had such a a strong team yeah yeah and they went in and they did some damage and then you know kind of rocky until maybe like the mid or the 2000s right even in uh, the the european cup or 1998 they were out and against france right. right they made in the quarterfinals they always had a team that was fighting and competing always. and we always we always had like a leader in the team yeah like we used to have roberto baggio we used to have del piero we used to have all these big Totti, players Totti, Cannavaro, Maldini, so many, Maldini. so many so many good players right now there is no no star if right you notice, there's nothing there. they're just a bunch of little guys that yeah. are role players like i love verratti right marco verratti's a, verratti's good, a good player he's a little guy but he shines when he's Make got, a difference. He shines when he's got like really good, you know, pre prima players around him. You know, right. like Cavani and you know uh, Neymar. You right? know, I gotta say, I gotta say one thing. This is a this is a sad reality. What's going on in Italy right now? Italian people are not making any kids. <laughs> <laughs> really, they don't make no more kids. You see, somebody I see all my family back home. You know, my cousin just had a kid. You know, they have like one kid. They don't produce anymore like they used to. Right, so now <laughs> back not, in the days, you know, we don't have like too the, much TV, <laughs> too much iPhone, too much technology, too much technology. Interesting, just, huh? That's yeah. that's that's interesting. You know, we saw like a decline in the. You know, I did. We don't really dig in the youth. You know, like we get one one team in Italy has nine people that come from a different country, two Italians. Wow. So how you gonna that's invest in the youth? That's a problem. You know, yeah. like mm. you don't have that uh you know the place that you can go is see a, see a team play and they're all italians then you find the real talent right, right now they all come from everywhere from france from us you know whatever right. the place it is so right. that's a very big problem that we have right now and that's uh it's interesting to see like what the future of italian soccer holds because for me growing up it was always uh you know we're stopping whatever we're doing we're going to watch italy play in this world cup or yeah. even the european people cup. don't go to work when they play. right <laughs> i remember me? i remember even like at, you know growing up in my franklin park house you guys would be over we'd watch champions league you yeah. know we'd watch games of the world cup it'd be a big thing you know um but it's uh it sucks to see that there's been a decline now what about united states soccer what are we going to do about that because technically like i coach youth soccer in america you know and like what can i do to be a part of well, developing this thing into a better a better product i i gotta i gotta say one thing i see I, i've been in this country for over 20 years some of my good friends have their song play in the little the little teams you know 10 yeah, years old 11 right. years old the difference between Italy or different country to America, in America, when you put your son in a team, 
you pay. Right. You pay for the jersey, you pay for the, the shoes. Travel, you pay. The travel, the coaches. So everybody has to play. Right. In Italy, okay, and that's a lot. If you, don't, if you don't have your son play, they can get upset. Absolutely, parents. absolutely. So and that causes problems. In Italy, when you enjoy the team, okay, you got to earn that place. Absolutely. You know, you're in the bench until you don't earn that place. So it's a fight. Right. So in this particular case, you see the big difference. If you want to earn the place you want to play, you got to just, you know, put your heart and mm. soul in that thing. Here it's a different, you know, you got the kids, they have to play all of them. If they don't play, uh, the parents going to get upset. And, you know, it's all like you have to be politically correct, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And that's a bunch of bullshit. It, it is. is. A bunch I of hate bullshit. that here. But like, then look at what the product it creates, you know, uh, a, a, a product that can't compete amongst the world's elite. Well, especially USA, what, in the last World Cup, Euro Cup, they got pretty good distance you know what i mean yeah they did they did some good things i really liked klinsman's style of coaching i like his mentality yeah. you yeah. know and then the, to bring back bruce arena i thought was like the worst move possible obviously and you, can uh, see. you know <laughs> he, he was he failed at it before they give him the job again and, and now an even bigger fail and right. not qualifying you know it's a time when united states really really needed to be a part of a well, world right the game. good thing is though when the last time when klinsman was coaching was mm -hmm. it the world cup when they were you know they were doing well is that all of America started like getting into soccer. Yeah, it was yeah, becoming into a it. big it's thing. It's a beautiful thing to now see. Right, now, if you don't qualify, it's like, oh, well. Yeah, the growth of the game has definitely been, uh, it's, a, it's evident. You know, even the, the women, too, the women are dominant. The women are the best. Yeah, they yeah. Are, yeah. They are undisputed. They're the best in, they're, they're in their so, category. And they're like likable characters, too. They're good influences, good role models uh, to kids right. and, and girls in general. You know what I mean? Right. They stand for a good purpose, a good cause. You see, the women, that's the only sport to have, really. That. What do you mean? In in America, like soccer is like women, the highlight. The highlight, you yeah. know, they they don't. There's no uh, American right. football. There's no right, basketball. Right, is, uh, right. They did write about that. Yeah. yeah. And I think to, if you see, I never see any country like in America, when you go to see a practice, that you see at least like three teams are like female and one right. team is a male. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, like all these camps, all these soccer camps. Yeah. You, yeah. Know, you see girls all the time. All playing. over the place, right. man. Yeah. It's great. It's great. And I'm I'm gonna start, or if all, if all goes well, I'm coaching girls as well in the springtime. I'm really excited about that. I, that's, you know, that's one of the things I did when I came here. What's uh, that? 21 years ago, I started teaching. You know, coaching. Oh right. And they, <laughs> I remember they gave me this um this uh, this team of 14 years old. Uh -huh. Little. On like club, edge. club, club teams. Yeah, no, it was like uh, like a camp, a soccer camp. Oh, cool. So, I remember back then my English was pretty bad. It's not that I now is <laughs> super bad. But, you know, I wished we have like a, a little necklace with the subtitles so people would understand. <laughs> no, that. no way. Come on. Um, but, but anyway. Anyways, back then, um, that was one of the things I did. I was coaching. They would pay me like decent money, and I end up with uh, you know fourteen year old girls. <laughs> and uh, practically what happened is my English wasn't so good. Right, so in right. Italy, when you want to say I want to dribble somebody, right, right. I want to do a move like this. So I look at the girl and say, look at me, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do you in this way. <laughs> oh. I, see, I see all the parents looking at me like, what the hell did you just say? I said, I'm going to do her like this. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. And then, That's so and then the coach, the real, the, the big guy, right, right. took me on the side and said, "You can't say that." You know, like, so what did I say? 
I said, you need to dribble. You know, that's the word. Ah, okay. In it, it's like a tifaccio, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, right, right. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so funny. Oh, my yeah. God. That's amazing. That's such that's a good hilarious. story. Um, so you played in the Coppa Italia, and then uh, what other teams did you end up playing with? And, well, what, and what level did it start to, like, de decline or well, die I, out? I played for Tarant. When I started my youth, it was for Tarant. Tarant used to be in C1, but I was 15-year-old. Uh -huh. And I stayed there for three three years, with, and until I played with the first team in C1. Okay. That's then from there, I went to the tournament in uh, in North Italy, and uh, that tournament was involved uh, Juventus uh, and other teams, like right, a little teams. a little a little tournament. And we participated with Taranto because it was like, a good team that came out from our uh, South Division. Right, right, right. So. When I did play against Juventus, I had the game of my life. Ah. <laughs> I never came. And you played always center, central back, right wing. I played play? right, defense, right, back, right, right defense. Back. I okay. played center and right defense. What and kind of style was it? I, I don't remember. I remember watching you play a little bit with Maroons, but I never, mm -hmm. I never got to watch you play a whole lot. And when I met you, you were what in like in your thirties, maybe like early thirties. No, 30? no. When you met me, I was probably what twenty five. Oh wow, shit, dude, you made me look so fucking. Uh, I'm so yeah. sorry. <laughs> Get out of here. Okay, but I never really got to watch you play. I watched <laughs> you play with uh, with Maroons for a little bit, and I remember Richie Bajou was your coach. I remember the guy was just chilling with the yeah. jacket on, and I saw Giuseppe play. It was the first time I ever watched you play. But like, what style right back were you? Like a, Zambr a Zambrotta style, like running up and down. More like that, exactly. Yeah. Like, more and crossing like Zambrotta. The right I used side. to go back and forth. You know, a I, nice I just... hard shot if you had an opportunity. Yeah. Good crosses. Okay, perfect. Love it. I love yeah, that. Okay, so okay, so you played and you had the game of your life against Juventus, and what happened? So then, what happened? We were supposed to play the the second game against the other team. That night, I got sick. I really got sick. Oh, really. No. So <laughs> like vomiting, I, kind of sick, stomach so, flu. No, what? I just felt like chills. I mean, uh, like I didn't uh. feel so good. So the doctor came in the room and said, "I'm gonna give you a shot." So he pulls out the shot. It was purple. I didn't know what was in that thing. Oh. I don't know if, it was it was some kind of vitamins, you know. Sure, whatever. vitamins, you know. So he gave me a shot in my butt. I remember, dude, I didn't sleep all night, man. <laughs> my eyes were wide open, you know. The day after, I played a game. I destroyed everything. I even made a, you know, I was going up and down so much that I made like a cave, you know. I went inside the grass. <laughs> That's awesome. It was dude. a road. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. So like, goal, you score goals, lockdown defense. How, like, do you remember anything? Yeah, no, it, it was just a great game you know everything was right i defend great yeah. i went over across the ball you know, it was a perfect winning game so we yeah. won we got second that that tournament oh nice and it's big for a, a town like taranto to make a a, a, a big a difference over there yeah but against a bunch of these but don't forget that teams. a lot of these kids they play in south italy they come from hunger you know they're hungry they right. want to play right hard. right like Cassano, the Cassano's that, a lot that of scrappy people from guy. north italy you know they're like a little last sure you know, we need that thing in sure south, you sure know? That's absolutely we i love so, that I and love we used that. to play always on not a grass field i used to be like a dirt field. dirt field yeah so when we see a grass maybe we jump like in the pool yeah yeah, yeah, for sure. So that's um. So you played at the game of your life, and then what happened after that? So yeah. then Juventus, Juventus eyes were on me. They were checking me up through the tournament. So they asked me to go to Torino, and do a tryout for the team. And I remember going over there, and I didn't bring Nati. I just went for the tryout. I right. thought it was going to be the tryout, and that's it. So from that day, I did the tryout. It was a great game. 
Everything went very what, well. What, so what do they do with a tryout with a team like tryout, that? Tryout, what they do? Like they what, do training. You like know, what? They see, they they see, see fitness tests or anything like that? Not really. They see like how you move in the field, you know, how you shoot. And you so know. like you're on a, on, a, on a training ground with a bunch of with, you with, just with play, the team. You just play a game. Ah, you, you just, just play, a game. play a game. They okay. want to see you like up close, you yeah. know, how you move. They want to see how you train. They right. want to see how you behave because Juventus is a very... You know, it's one of the best oh, club in the world. One of the biggest clubs. So yes, they well want to make a sure even psychology, the guy is fit for the the whole thing. As not any as guy. any business, like Cassano, we talk about. Right. It. He would never <laughs> make it back then, <laughs> for sure. So, so then, and then, so they even interview you and all that stuff. They sit you down, they talk to you. No, not really, not really. They just you just practice. You just you know do your thing like just you casual. normally do. Yeah. Cool. And then you know, I never thought that I was gonna leave that place, and practically I never left. Wow. I stayed over there, and, and my father had to go back down to Bali to suit, you know, to get a suit to put on my clothes <laughs> and bring it back up because Nino. I didn't have any clothes. Uh, Nino. Nino. Crazy <laughs> Nino. <laughs> 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 yeah. That's such a good story, man. That's awesome. So then you ended up playing with them for how long? Just a season or what? I played a season with them, and um, we did beautiful tournament too with Paris Saint Germain, Bayern Munich. You know, when you're at that level, it's not like Taranto anymore. Right. No, you, right. They, you're playing with all the big clubs. You now. play with the big clubs. Absolutely. It was a great year. Um, I played Coppa Italia with Alessandria. I told you the right. one that I told you right. before. Right. Right. And uh, after that, uh, I start my professional career in a different way. Because what happened is when you're 18, 19, if you don't make it to the big team 100%, they got to give you, like, they got to land you to another team. Just uh -huh. so right, you can right. Get, get experience. experience. Absolutely. And I end up to play with Julianova. It was like uh, C2. Ah, okay. Second, yeah. Okay, cool. And that was, that was a good. We had, like, a lot of players that used to play in Exeter in first division. Yeah, so, like, name me some of the guys that you, you, you got to play with. I remember seeing vi uh, pictures of you with Bajo. So, f playing with Bajo. So first, talk to me a little bit about how, like, how do you how does a, someone like that prepare? So, we're talking Roberto Bajo, one of the, I mean, a very good image of Italian soccer. You think Bajo, you think, you know. Uh, Roberto Bajo was one of the best back yeah, then. Yeah, maybe like, a little uh, injury prone, but, you know, a good a good player. So, how do you, like, how explain, like, being around him well everything comes progressive you know when you are part of because when you're part of the 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 youth the primavera team mm -hmm. you're like the second team of the first team right right so let's say that in the first team there is three injured okay now the the three injured are out so they're going to pick from the bench right they call people so up. the bench goes and play now they're going to fill in the bench because so they come and get it from the second youth from the second team which uh -huh. one would be the primavera uh -huh. so we were like the, the backups to the backups. Something happened, you know, then you're going to go right. and, and, and stay with them. So they always train you. So every Thursday, there is the the game that they prepare to play in first division. Uh -huh. So they need another six guys to finish the, the other team. Right. Because they have all the bench, okay? And from the bench, they put more players that play for Primavera, and they finish the whole team. So you have a training every Thursday with the first team. That's awesome. So that's when you put yourself, you know, out there, you want to show that you're good, ah, that you can actually make it. Interesting, So okay. that's that's what happened. I remember this episode. Back then, it used to be Julio Cesar, the yeah. stopper, you know, the back defensive for uh, Brazil. Uh-huh. And I remember do a tackle from the back to, the, to this guy. He was black, uh -huh. big dude. Yeah, man, like a big all, deal. Yeah. All muscled, you know. And uh, I went from the back, and he fell down. He was screaming so hard. Oh, I said, what the fuck did I do? It cost me $3 million. It, this guy cost so much money. <laughs> so I remember Roberto, Roberto Baggio coming close to me. I said, oh, 
go away before you get up man <laughs> you know, i was gonna stop this guy and say well okay i'm sorry man i'll do it again oh wow that's amazing that's but really i think it, it it's necessary sometimes to show a little bit of your teeth too you know you can't be nice all the time you if know you, it's, oh 100 man if you, you want to make you gotta you, show that you're you're there like the big guy so you have to make a name for you gotta yourself. be careful not to do it on purpose they break the guy leg but you don't want to pull your back your back like right. you know because otherwise that the coach will never see you for you sure know? yeah for sure. so Interesting. Who else? Who else did you play with? So Baggio was one of us. Well, I one. played with Baggio. I played with uh, Francesco Palmieri. They used to be for um, the, uh, the name sounds familiar. I can't picture. Yeah, he played. Is. He played for uh, uh, Sampdoria, uh, Lecce. They went in first division. Um, what else was there? So um, what? So what year now are we talking here? What is this? Is it like the this is uh, mid nineties, early nineties. No, this is nine. When I was with Juventus, it was ninety two. I think. Okay. Yeah, ninety two. Well, yeah. I have to remember. It's, yeah. I got to so, come uh, back. How many years? <laughs> yeah, man. Interesting. That's so. That's so awesome, man. Um, and then you know, you, how, like explain like when you decided to like put it to bed. I said I'm done with soccer. Well, I mean, I was injured when I was 24. That's when I came here. So I I recovered from the injury. Back then, my father was here already, mm -hmm. and I remember they were putting together the the, sp the spots here. No, they were putting <laughs> they were putting together the um, Chicago Fires back then. Oh right, there right. Was, that was the initiation of the, of the MLS. Yeah, right, the MLS. right, yeah. So there was Mariani from the Maroons. I don't know if you remember. You know, uh, peace of soul is he passed out. No, he passed I don't out. Know. He passed away. <laughs> <laughs> I wish he passed out. <laughs> he passed away. Too bad. <laughs> uh, I, so, I don't recognize that name. Anyway. So. So and he, he had some contact with uh, the Chicago Fire, so he made me flew in from Italy, and I came here and I tried out for the Chicago Fire back then, and everything looked like it was fine until they told me that they only paid thirty thousand dollars. I uh, said, "What am I supposed to do with that?" Right. Yeah. In comparison to what, what do they pay people in the Primavera with Juventus? Like, what's that? Well, like? the Primavera, you make that kind of money already. That's the second team, oh, and right. they pay you for game when you win. Back then, not now. Back then, when you win, they give you a thousand dollars, and when uh, you you tie, they give you like half of that. You oh, know? so Ooh, that's always that's so, awesome. <laughs> but this one was extra already, motivation. <laughs> I was already I was already with the big guys. I was playing C one. Right. I played for Centese, so like, Genova, what, so, what's, so what's like the pay in comparison at that time in the nineties? Like, uh, well, I mean, back then to make you be my, like, God damn! This my is first contract when I was when I was eighteen. No, no, I'm sorry, nineteen with Julianova. I was about like hundred twenty thousand. Wow. And wow. I was only like 19. That's beauty. Back that's, then. That's and this is the beginning, way. you know, right. you start like right. that. So compare to that America. to $30,000, yeah. it's like, okay, what's going on with this? <laughs> yeah. Right. So at the big, it's a big thing. When you get out of that environment, then to get back in, it's a problem, you know? Right. Because you're out of the game for right. a long time, then you have to be on the same level that they are. Right. You know, the super train. You know about training. Yes. The super train. Yeah, too. let's talk a little bit about that. Like, I love the fitness aspect of things. Like, fitness has been my thing, man. Like, obviously, I got a, I got a credit coming from a good a good family. Like, my parents, they, they saw this this you know niche in me and they they pushed they pushed me to do this both my, my parents and uh i got involved with a lot of different trainers i learned a lot of different things from different backgrounds um talk to me a little bit about i remember when i was a kid and ask you what's the running like you know because i got asking my question like i started asking myself these questions when i started playing soccer at a higher level now higher level for america at high school level right you right know? um i'm like how good do you have to be man how good and i remember asking you like what kind of running do you do and then you said to me you got to run they make you run five miles and you got to do it under nine minutes every well, time for five miles you know every mile under worst. nine minutes Listen, the, um, you know, everybody when they have to have a break through the season, right? So you have a break for about a month, 
okay? You play professional for all this time, then you just stop for a month because you go back home, you enjoy your time with your yeah, friend. You right. need that. And every, but everybody else is still continuing to fucking train no, hard. No, but everybody goes home. So oh, you go home. Everybody goes home. Yeah. So then what do you do? You just, you know, enjoy the life. Right, you got the right, money, you know. Right. Yeah. You have yeah. the girls, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you go home, you eat, you go out every night, and you drink because stuff you can't do when you play soccer, when you right. play professional level. Right, yeah. But to come back after that, man, it's terrible, man. Oh. It's really terrible. The first day when you get to the retiro, you know, when you go back and they take you to a mountains there right. is no training people, camp just training, training camp. camp they do this with football players no too. girls you right. know nothing right. you're <laughs> robots you're being no. trained to compete so at you, high level you train morning and afternoon you do two sets yeah so the first day when you get over there is an hour and a half okay of just running through the woods no stop when you die you feel like you know you feel like the you want to throw up but sure. nothing comes out <laughs> 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 the yeah, acid man. from your legs came all the way to the stomach. I bet. So you just don't feel like doing nothing. And then you, that's how you start. Morning, afternoon, morning, just afternoon. Just running. Just running. Then they do like 10 miles. Like one mile, you go the max you can. You stop for a minute and go back again. They call the, the sub. I don't know. Sub, did I say the right word? Apnea. Apnea. Is that the right word? I'm not sure. Um, sub apnea? Apnea. You know when you, the, when you go under the water, you just hold your breath? Oh, hypo... Uh, no, I don't know. <laughs> I <was gonna> <laughs> hypothermia. <laughs> See, I told you. <laughs> Anyways, I don't know you, don't hypothermia. Anyways you, you don't catch the breath. They just keep going until you just, your body just shut down. That's what happened. Yeah, <laughs> interesting, man. That's that's intense. And then the, they obviously did weight training and all that stuff, right? Too? Weight training? Weight, weight training very little. Stretching. Mostly with the legs because the sucker... The, the soccer player body cannot be too heavy. Upper body, upper style. body, right. because you need to be very agile right. and move around. Right, right. Your legs need to be strong, but your body center—that's the most important thing. Yeah, so that's when you just make the move and you want to just move from one place to another. And I'm sure, like, it's definitely grown from the 1990s to where we are now. I'm sure every soccer club nowadays has got everybody right now. Strength training to the max. That's the, one of the biggest things out there that they're doing. You have to. My friend Tiberio Ancora, we played together in. Uh, in uh, uh, Messina, mm-hmm. uh, he was for the European. He was the trainer for the national team. Oh, really? Yeah, he's um, a he, teammate he, of yours. Yeah, he's, uh, he's he's 51. If you see his body, man, it's incredible. This guy always keeps himself super shaped, man. See, like that's what I'm talking to you about. Like at a 50 year old, like it could be the new 35. If you make sure that you're eating. not for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure, not for I everybody. Don't know, man. I don't know. I feel like lately I've been really pushing myself. Now, I, I definitely tell myself to F off every once in a while. You know, I definitely indulge and I go out and I eat pizza, whatever, you know, and have some drinks and eat like crap. But I feel like regularly, man, I, I stick to a tea. I'm eating a lot of vegetables. I'm eating good fatty foods. I'm not eating any processed and, you know, garbage during the week. Uh, I feel like, you know, I push myself to feel better by doing that, you know, yeah. push myself to eat better. And, yeah, and I, better. Start, I started eating actually good about a couple of years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Because before I was a garbage disposal man. Just eat whatever, yeah. man. Yeah. At one point in my life, I just said like, I have to stop this, man. I have to start going. For sure, man. Like a healthy uh, life. Nutrition is there's so many ties with you know brain health, feeling better. Obviously, it just plays a role in so much in your life. And uh, I just feel like at 50 years old, if you maintain that you know eating that balance of eating, exercise, doing yoga, doing things you like, being around good people, having a good time, yeah. you know, keep your stress levels low. At 50, you're still a fucking young man, yeah, ready to rock and roll. Man. Look at you me, know man. what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> beautiful. You have a personality, dude, of like you know, of someone in their 20s. You know, the charisma of that. So hold on, we get here. You're in the United States now. You're injured. You're about to try out with the Chicago Fire. What happened with the fire? 
Nothing. Nothing. Zero. <laughs> Zero. $30,000, I'm not doing this. Nothing. I was making more when I was Nothing. 19 Nothing. years old. Forget Nothing. that. So then then it was a hard thing for me. It was one of my lowest points of my life because you come from all those beautiful things you need. Playing you soccer. Play soccer yeah. Be there. And, and it's the all top. over with. Then you get injured. Then you come over here. You try to to do something else and, and, and it doesn't work out. So I thought if I have to put my time because the soccer player life is really short. It's only 10 years. So I was already uh, 25. Yeah. yeah, I was already yeah. 25. So go into the soccer thing and then in five years or seven years, whatever, retired on this level, it was not enough for me. Right. Yeah, and I wanted to build something on a stronger foundation. Absolutely. So I started work around yeah. it. <laughs> like everybody else do. That's yeah. right. And, and I remember your father actually found me my first, one of my first jobs. Of course he did. With uh, <laughs> with Calabrese Baking Company. Calabrese, oh of my course God, I remember. Man. We lived right behind Calabrese. Yeah, right there. You know? Calabrese was fun. When I started the job, so still my English wasn't so good. Still. <laughs> <laughs> Only a few months. Okay. And uh, I go I go over there. I remember fa your father took me there and I found the job as a driver, yeah. delivering bread. Right. I remember they gave me, because I couldn't speak English, so they sent me a night, so I wouldn't speak to nobody. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so of course, so I remember getting to this cube with all the bread in the back. I said, what the hell am I doing over here, man? What? Come on. The, air, the, air, the, the heat that didn't work inside the truck. Oh, man. It was winter. It was blasting snow, and I had to go all the way to Elgin. I didn't even know where I was going. <laughs> oh, here to Elgin. That's no, a long time. No navigation before, man. You had to yeah. go a piece of paper. So what the, uh -huh. Did I pass this road? I think about that all the time. Like I, I used to be such a good navigator and have a good sense of direction because my dad taught me a lot of that. You know, My dad yeah. was delivering like crazy all around. He taught me so much of that. And nowadays, dude, I suck at it completely. I need navigation. It's taken me forever to learn Carol Streams. Yeah, we've become I've been living stupid. There. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> it's unreal. It's unreal. Because you got one button. You can just find everything. Yeah, it's yes. fucking crazy. So, like, welcome to America, kid. Yeah. Right? You know? There you go. You're driving around a bread truck in yeah. the middle of winter with no fucking <laughs> GPS. You got to drive all the way to fucking all the way Elgin. To Elgin, man. <laughs> so, after six months of this life, man, I was done. Yeah. I, I, I went and talked because I thought my English improved. Okay. So well, how I do you improve your English if you're I, driving I, at night? I sleep at day. Yeah, how do you do that? <laughs> yeah. Right. Anyways, come back out so far. Come back out so far. But anyways, I remember that after six months, believe it or not, I learned some English. Believe it or not. And I went to the boss, Nicadante, Nic back then. Oh my, Nicadante. And I told him, I said, listen. <laughs> Um, I want to be a salesman. I don't want to go deliver bread anymore. I want to be sad. like Joe Colapier. I want to be like Joe Colapier. <laughs> I want to move on in life, man. I don't want to get stuck with this stuff. <laughs> so he tells me, and he tells me, okay, you think your English is good? You can sell. It's okay. Try to sell me something, okay? And then we see. <laughs> I say, okay. So I go outside. I knock the door. Hey, good morning. <laughs> Giuseppe from uh, Calabrese Baking Company. And I want to show you today, okay, the focaccia. You know, we used to have focaccia uh -huh. sheets. You know, the big focaccia. I remember, man. The I remember. The focaccia yeah. sheet. So, <laughs> we have the best focaccia shit <laughs> in the area. You got to smell this shit. It's so good. Oh, nice. Our shit is the best. Anyways, I said, can I get the job? He said, go back to fucking delivery. <laughs> Dude, this show is going to be called Treats. 
This show is going to be called Treats for My Dad. That's hilarious. Dude, my yeah. dad is going to fucking love this. This uh, is amazing. Giuseppe, that's hilarious. Uh, so then, true story, man. Dude, <laughs> that's, that's amazing. Nick Adante. So you couldn't sell the bread sheets. So you didn't you No, didn't that, that took me not too long. It put me back. Actually, your father again pushed me, you know, and made me through go to sell the bread. It's a salesman. And the first day I got on the road, <laughs> I went all the way to Elgin because I knew the road so well. <laughs> it's the only place I know how to go I to. Said, I don't even need to navigate my eyes closed. Just, just send me there. Just go there. Because I remember I used to go around, they see some other restaurants, and I'm driving and I see this place, Rosati's Pizza. Ah, you guys right. know Rosati's. Yeah, yeah, Rosati's is everywhere now. Exactly, yeah. Rosati's Pizza. Yeah. So I get in there, I say, maybe they need bread. I didn't know it was a chain. <laughs> I go inside, and uh, and I'm sitting, I look, and I talk to the manager, and uh, she said, uh, the, the manager is busy. It's, they're having a meeting over there. I said, okay, I'll wait over here. So I'm sitting down, and they have this uh, uh, tank with uh, helium inside, so uh -huh. you can uh, fill up the, <laughs> the balloons. The balloons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there was a kid over there playing, a little kid playing with the balloons. So what I did, I, I just sucked some air inside my mouth. <laughs> Oh, and I start singing, no solo mio. Que bella cosa. solo mio. Making a scene. So, so making a scene. So, no, I didn't know on the other side over there, this actually was the son of Anthony Rosati, the owner of the chain. And he was all the way in the back having a meeting. And he oh, asked the manager, said, who's that guy over there? <laughs> who's the guy singing with the alien? There's the, the bread guy. The bread guy. Oh my God. So oh, I ended up to meet Anthony Rosati. We became actually good friend. And uh, the first day I come back, I come back with Tori Restaurants. Oh, wow. I didn't yeah. even know. I he bet you Nick Adante loved it. He loved man. it. He I made actually he a new truck for the whole day, man. And <laughs> I was so excited. With heat this time. Huh? With, with heat in the truck. <laughs> with heat now. You get heat, motherfucker. I didn't care because I didn't go to live <laughs> yeah, in the that's right. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. And then, okay, so... Did did your love? Did you always have a love of food, or love for food, or love of cooking? The love for food comes from the background, the family. Interesting. You know? Well, hold on, I'll I'll tell you. I have the same background as you. The yeah. same exact thing. My dad, you know how much he mm -hmm. fucking cooks, and he puts his passion and love into his food, yeah. and it's phenomenal. I don't have a little bit of that gene. I can't believe. Not that. even a little, just that. I can't and, believe. And you know, growing up in a in a in an area in an area in a, with a family that made all this food, and I know what really what good food is. I cannot make my own fucking italian food ah oh, that's Zero. terrible man so that like you i'm sorry i'm sorry <laughs> it's like i'm all about fitness and you gotta have goals and I mean, these guys make fun of me all the time <laughs> anyway uh you, well, I tell how you, did you get it? How I tell you, you one it? thing. Like, I love my mom food so bad that I really I could eat their food every day. You know, she's like for me the best. Yeah, and she's a really good cook. Yeah, you know she, that. Madalena, I know. Madalena, I could, I could Madalena, Madalena, she's really good. So when I went play soccer, I went out. Okay, so now I, I spend a lot of time out of my house by myself so i used to call my mom and say hey ma how you make this hey ma how you make ah. that because i wanted to eat the same thing yeah and that became something that i learned pretty much everything i used to go back home watch her when she cooks when she makes something you know i always think like when i make yeah, i make exactly like you tell me but I never tastes the same what is it <laughs> that's the love that's the love you said <laughs> that's amazing that's also you actually called her and then you started putting that information to practice because that's not an easy thing to do man no that's not an easy thing to do like a lot of people would say oh i love my mom's cooking man i wish that she was around so she can cook for me yeah. you know and and if it's not around then say fuck it i'm not gonna you know they go buy taco bell 
You, right. you get on the phone, ma, come to Vaku, uh, you know, how do you make this? How do you make that? How do you make yeah. this? And yeah. then you just start putting it together. And then it led to something pretty special when you get to America, huh? Exactly. But so, the thing is, the difference is that when you like something, and they talk about this thing. You absorb the information, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. Now you don't probably like to cook, so yeah, if I tell you about that, you're not gonna absorb that information. I'm, I'm gonna nod. I'm gonna sit here and be like, ah, oh, interesting. Yeah, 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 but it's, yeah, like, then, la passione, yeah. it's not there. Non yeah. c'è. La passione, yeah. per, la passione non for, c'è. for cooking, it's just. It is true. You need the love for the yeah, food. Yeah, for anything you that you do. You everything, know? everything. For anything that you do, yeah. and uh, you know, you're lucky to find something like that. And I'm lucky to find my passion, and it comes from a loving family for sure. That's for 100. And uh, you know them encouraging you to do your passions and do your thing i think it's ultimately for you know to be healthy and to have good health you got to be doing things that you love doing you and do. if you can pro- profit from it then that's fucking bonus you know what i'm saying that's fine man you know when you get older you got to start doing that stuff you're right you're not young forever you're right you're that's right you thing. still got to figure that out you got to figure and out. if you're smart enough to understand you do it if you're not <laughs> absolutely so talk to me about how this master chef opportunity came in front of you man mm. because when you were on the master show chef. man <laughs> it was uh it was very interesting because that was you know giuseppe growing up on tv and it's just giuseppe I making know, his I food myself i so, remember from the first day that i actually started delivering the bread to be on national tv yeah <laughs> right something completely different you know? amazing amazing yeah. and, and i'm glad that we're we're here and we're interacting you know the spawn of nino and joe sitting oh, at a table <laughs> and we get to talk about this man that's the beauty of podcasting that's the beauty of this medium and this is what i hope to put out there so let's continue with this so you've been you know using your mom's mes- recipes forever you know yeah me, and me i started doing, doing my own thing and, and then being here in the united states i have friends argentinian friends i got friends from all different so you get all this influence hey question personal question did you did my dad influence you a lot in cooking did he really make a big deal in your life when it came you're, to cooking did you learn anything from him he probably did not i gotta say Whoa, that I, I, i'm sorry to, i'm sorry <laughs> to say he did a good thing for my job i gotta say that but <laughs> in the food it was all my mom you know everything was beautiful that beautiful. there was the love and i i I start I start cooking, you know, for my friends and I start cooking for other things, you know, like some little events mm-hmm. and everybody was telling me, Man, your food is awesome. Your food is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And one day I come back home and I remember my wife, she said, because there was the first season one of Master Chef. Yeah. And we watch it together. I always tell man, if I go on the show I kick everybody's head. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And, and let's let's who are these let's, people, do man. me a favor, Giuseppe, for people who are listening right now that don't know what Master Chef is, explain the concept. What is it what's it like? But Master Chef is a, a national T V it's a national T V program. Um it is um back then there was Gordon Ramsay, Graham Elliott and Joe Bastianich. Right. They were the three judges. Right. So the people that participate on MasterChef, they're like amateur cook, home cook, right. stuff like that. Right. People yeah. that they don't have the experience of the restaurant uh, business. Right. And uh, and practically, so what happened is you start as fifty thousand people, you do the audition, yeah. And then so, from there, they so your wife, you said your you said your wife uh, sent you in for this, and then when you got the audition, you went and and you just did it. I right? went to audition. Remember, it was November, and it was so cold. It was one of the coldest November ever. And I was sitting outside, and I saw the line that before I had to get, had to get into the Gordon Blade, it was the audition of the oh. Gordon Blade downtown. <laughs> and the line was at least 3,000 people. I'm not joking. Jesus, people and will I do was, anything to get out And I was all the way in the back. So they say, you're supposed to bring your own food. You can only warm it up on the side when oh, you get over no there. Oh, no shit. That wow. was the audition. Uh-huh. So, and I look at this, and I'm freezing on side, and I'm not ready to call it off. I say, oh, fuck, you want to do this, man? I don't want to. So, but... I called my wife and she said, you got to stay there. Don't come back home if you don't do the audition. Okay? <laughs> oh, I spent so much time to do the paperwork. You got to do it. 
Okay, so I finished the whole thing. I went in. And I showed my plate. I just made a crab leg sauce, okay, with homemade tagliatelle. It was, you know, a good dish that <laughs> yeah. I would love to eat, you yeah, know? Yeah, for sure. That sounds so awesome. So the guy looked at me, so they tried the food. They said, did you make this one? I said, did you see somebody else? <laughs> <laughs> I said, how did you make the pasta? I said, I have, you know, flour, eggs, and blah, blah, blah. Oh. Okay, okay. He eats, it goes away. And we were 40, in the, 40 people in this room. So then the name that we call, they stay. The name that we don't call, they go. Right. So they call two names. My name and a guy, uh, somebody else that was there. Yeah. Okay, I stay. That's good. That's so good. then, hey, that sounds good. Yeah, man. one from <laughs> yeah, 40. Right. That's nice. That's so nice. So after that, they said, we have to do another interview with the Italian Thailand, they call me. The Italian the Italian, yes. Italian Giuseppe. And the interview was with um, other 40 people, and there was uh, Graham Elliott. Graham Elliott, And other yeah. producers of, uh, yeah. of the show. Yeah. And they say, start talking about yourself. And I start talking a little bit like we're talking right yeah, now. Yeah, just normal, about our natural. Life. I was a poor immigrant. I told my story, you know, yeah. like everybody else. Right. Uh-huh. And, you know, a few things. I told him the story about that when I tried to sell the focaccia. <laughs> <laughs> then when he started pissing his pants over there. Yeah. And I say, stop. So then, you know, and then they called my name again. And the other 40 people left. And I was the only one. And they keep going. So from Chicago, they only got four people. Over, wow. Over 6,000. Beautiful. So That's then they call me to an interview one-on-one. They call me for some. So when you show. interview, you're just interviewing with producers and people. Yes, now it's right? like something like this we're doing right now. The only thing, I got like three cameras in front of me. Yeah. And the girl is in the back. And there is another 15 people around right, there looking right, right. at you. And you're sitting and you're just talking about yourself. I talk, you know, whatever the question they ask. Right. Right, and, and you, you don't you don't prepare. You just go. No, and you just thing. go. You just had exactly. Yeah. You know, I was myself. I was natural. I, you know, I just say whatever it came to my brain. Oh. Beautiful. Not to act because when you try to act not yourself, then then it's bullshit. People, see, dude, people see through that. Like, like, you know, like. Yeah, you see glass, through, unless man. you're an actor. Yeah, right. For sure, and not a lot of people are good at, at putting on some fake shit. A lot of people lie, but a lot of people aren't good at it. You're just better off in the long run. Just be you, man. Do your thing. So, yeah. and, it, and it paid off. You I mean you're a charismatic guy, you're a smart yeah. guy with a good story. And uh, <laughs> so, from Chicago, you were what? You they picked you, and then what? Oh no, they called me and they said they're supposed to come home. You know, to do some little. In, interview. Oh, so they're me. gonna come in the house. Interview and, yeah. in the house to see what you know, where I live, what I do, you know, all ah, this stuff. Ah. And they told me live on the camera. They said, mm. you know, you're going to Master Chef, and I was like, really? I'm going to ma- me. I'm going to Master Chef. <laughs> oh, yeah. no, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so now all over the country, they pick only 100 people. After all those 50,000, there is uh-huh. only 100. So now you end up to LA, okay? Now you go to LA, you go to one of the studio, MasterChef studio, and there we go. There is this hundred people, you know, supposed to be the everybody best in the country. Made it. Everybody made the it. The best right? in the country. And then you got in, now you're going to cook, actually, for Gordon Ramsay, Joe Bastianich, and Gremel, the three judges. That's mm-hmm. what the show goes. Right, right, So right. if you pass, you know, they give you the apron. If you don't, they don't give it to you, so you go home. <laughs> yeah. And how many people are they picking now from the hundred? From the hundred, they pick 46. 46, and these are the final contestants on the show? No. Another round? They shrank all Long the way to 18. The <laughs> they shrank all the way to 18, man. Man, this is amazing. Okay, so let's go. Let's keep going. This is good. So your so, final hundred. So fi- final hundred, then I be, but then I cook my dish for Gordon Ramsay. And What'd I you make? make? Oh, Cozze di piene, stuffed muscle. Uh-huh. Ah. Stuffed you, muscle is you, something that we do in Bari, you right, know, in our, right. in our town. It's something that you don't find nowhere else. Oh, because right. I thought it was very original. Right, and you ended up doing that on the show too, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And this was only like a few ingredients. There is Romano cheese, 
breadcrumbs, eggs, some parsley, some garlic, and then you poach them in the red sauce. That's it. Uh-huh. Easy. You got to stuff them, you know, right. with a little bit of this product. Yeah. <laughs> and then you open up, you just, uh, you know, enjoy. It's good. It's good. And I remember uh, Gordon Ramsay looking at the plate. I said, Joe, you're Italian. You know what is this? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and Joe Bassiani comes and said, Cozzeri piene, eh? what is this? <laughs> I said, hey, you got to come to Bari if you want to find this stuff. <laughs> what uh, what part of Italy is Giobastianich from? Giobastianich is from North Italy, North Italy? Friuli. Friuli. Uh, Friuli. 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 North Italy. He's got, he's got Vienna. Now he's the master chef judge in Italy right now. Oh, no shit. He's the owner of uh, Italy. The oh, right. Yeah. yeah, beautiful. Yeah, that place is awesome. I love that. The guy there. has like 20 restaurants, you know, yeah. with um, um, Mario Batali. Ah, another so, Italian guy. Another Italian yeah. guy. Yeah. So those are like so, all, big, all big names in the Okay, business. so for you for you to come with this uh, very cultural dish, the stuffed mussels, right, to these big name people, they never saw something like that. What was their reaction when they made it? I felt good. I mean, it's something that yeah. they don't know. I mean, at least uh-huh. I knew from that moment that I was going to be in. Because yeah, for sure. it was good. They liked it. It was original. Yeah. They never saw it before, so... And I remember they told me, is your family here? And I said, yeah, go get them. <laughs> <laughs> I went to get my wife. So because when you come out from, uh, it shows that you get in the room and then you come out. When you come out with the apron, you know, you show the apron. Yeah. Right, right, right. When you come out without the apron, yeah. you know, everybody said, boo. boo. <laughs> so I come out without the apron, everybody said, boo. I said, oh, spet, I spet, I said, Camilla, Cuba, let's go. <laughs> So oh, we go yeah. in, and then they give me the apron, and then I come out. It was, you know, actually, my whole family Grandiose. was in the show. My, that's a good memory. That's awesome. Yeah, man. That's Cuba, awesome. Cuba was, Cuba was out at nine, I think. Yeah, yeah. No, kid. 10, 11, something like that. And they ask wow. him, what is the, how you, what's the vote you give to your, uh, to your father? From uh, one to ten, he says 11. I said, well, that's too smart. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> how do you say that? Whoa. Beautiful. <laughs> Awesome, man. And then you got on the show and you actually made it pretty far. I remember watching you and, dude, again, like on the show, something that you think is all stage and stuff. Giuseppe, you were totally natural. You did your thing and yeah, it was beautiful, yeah. man. It was good, man. It was like one of the best experience After the soccer thing, you know, I think it was the second time I was in the highlight. You right, know? right. And it was, you know, it was a really good experience. The people that you meet, you know, the people sure. that they're all so different, yeah. you know, they're really... They're all good guys, but at the same in the same time, they're very different. That you know, absolutely, normal man. common people. You for see. sure, for sure. I mean, and then you and then you pick up things from them, right? That you add to your cooking, that you add to your personality, yeah, things that yeah. you like, you know. And then again, the more things you do, the more opportunities that are created as well, yeah. right? So, you know, you make it top ten in Master Chef. You you meet all these people, you do your thing, and then talk about the next thing that happened to you right after that, man. You ended up opening up a little place in Costa Rica now. That's yeah. what you're doing. Well, after master chef you know we come back and uh your life cannot be the same no man you, you know? gotta change it up you gotta re- they say the, you, you should reinvent yourself every 10 yeah, years yeah i mean like now you go from one thing to completely different thing you're in the highlight you have cameras on you all the yeah. time so mm. at the end of the show they actually make you have an interview with uh, a psychologist to see if you're okay because ah. when you're done from all that attention you right. go back home now you're a normal guy again yeah. you know so yeah. you oh. want to just so what That's happened beautiful. is awesome. we went in vacation that. in Costa Rica and uh, I love Costa Rica, man. It's one you of were the most me, beautiful dude. country in the world. Yeah, man. it looks beautiful. It's beautiful. And then I remember like be there thinking like, you know, I would love to live over here, man. This is a beautiful place. So when we come back, we just, uh, you know, sold everything. <laughs> 
Wow. And, and open like a that. restaurant in Costa Rica. That's crazy. Yeah? I went like 360, boom. I, I love it. I <laughs> yeah. love it, man. And I, like, I love this story. And I think a lot of people should hear this story because, you know, a lot of times people, they like to do what's easy. They like to do the, you know, the safe route. You know, right. what can I do for retirement and my family and all this, you know, all this stuff. Um, you know. But that, it's all about what you want from life. You sure. Know? Sure. I mean, everyone. Wants I, I had different. everything over here. You know, yeah. I had good job. You know, house. Yeah. You know, my wife was uh, real estate. Everything was great, but yeah. we didn't like actually the vibe. We didn't like the code. We didn't like you know many different things. Sure. And you I wanted the life. I wanted the life more relaxed. Yeah. Not like every day, boom, 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 boom. I wanted to have like a little bit of myself because here, you know, you work so hard, man. You don't know what's going on anymore. Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and sure. that's that, that's what you got to do because you want to keep up with the lifestyle that you have. You got to you got to go. Yeah. My mom says, "Do you want the bicycle? You got to pedal." <laughs> <That's Yeah. it. laughs> the lessons yep. you can learn on Donnie and the Machine is beautiful. Uh, yeah. yeah, man, that's uh, that's interesting. Everybody wants something different from life. You you went out there, man. You now you're making this life in Costa Rica. Yeah. And uh, your restaurant is called Pronto. Pronto Italian. Dude, all Italian food. food. Yes, it's pretty good, man. We it's like uh, um, a rosticeria in Italy, but a little bit more upgrade, like a boutique. Yeah. All your food is exposed, okay. so yeah, you can beautiful. find from eggplant parmesan, original eggplant parmesan, like we make in Bari. All the all the stuff that you find traditional Italian food. From lasagna, from pasta al forno, uh, arancini, like Sicilian uh, style, yeah, yeah. ice cream, whatever yeah. you want. Yeah, you do ice cream too, huh? Everything. Yeah, Man. everything. Focaccia barese. Focaccia barese. The shit. The shit. Smell uh, the, the shit. shit. <laughs> the focaccia. <laughs> we don't Panzerotti. The shit. Panzerotti. Panzerotti. We pizza, make panzerotti. Pasta, pizza. You do pasta we too. do pasta. We do everything. Sometimes when we have, because at night it turns more into a restaurant. Mm -hmm. So we so do a little seat bit. about 30 people, We right? do a little bit more upscale. You know, this is more because it's a surf town, sure. you know, with celebrities. We have Mel Gibson. We have Tom Brady with uh, Giselle. They oh, have a house they, over oh, there. Oh, they live over there. Uh, Matt Damon, you know, comes on vacation all the time. So Beautiful. It's a cool place. Place. people come because nobody bothers them awesome we're gonna come there we're coming to, i'm gonna come <laughs> you to should, visit you. Man, you yeah i'm so glad that we got to do this it's man. a place for guys you can fish you can <laughs> shoot you can kill somebody bear nobody knows <laughs> <laughs> we do not uh, do condone that behavior though folks <laughs> but dude no Giuseppe, that sounds amazing man it's beautiful and i'm so happy for you i'm glad that you got to come here you i mean this couldn't have turned out any better right what mm -hmm. we captured was just absolutely beautiful and i appreciate you coming on here um we're gonna come to that restaurant in costa rica i'm sure man you gotta come there's a place for you ah, beautiful, the house man. is big thank you so much man thank you thank you for coming here All and right, uh, for making an impact on me making an impact uh, on our listeners and this is this is great uh mr machine you yes. got anything that you want to you want to leave some music with us yes Alright, so Sabri's a, uh, I don't know if you knew that Sabri's uh, uh, Not my music I'm just going to play a nice song oh, I think it's kind of fitting Okay, perfect Let's play it Everybody, thank you for listening uh, uh, Follow us on Facebook Follow us on Instagram Follow us on uh, You can follow me on my uh, Snapchat Donnie Cola Or D Cola One um, Anything else that I forget? YouTube. YouTube. Follow us YouTube. on YouTube, iTunes, iTunes, SoundCloud. Google Play. Subscribe, Google Play, share if you like it. This was fun, Giuseppe. Yeah. Thank you so All much. Right, thank, thank you guys for, for having me. I love you, man. I love you. I love you too. Man. All right. <laughs> Take care, everybody. <laughs> Bye. Papa l'americano